Welcome to Two Gals and a Glass <clears throat> Half Full. So today, I am so super excited. Um, we have Dory back with us, and she's going to be talking about something that I've heard such great things about, but I don't know about. So I get to learn along with you guys um, in today's episode. But first, Dr. Jess, what do you have in your cup today? Well, it's uh, nice and early, so I have my cup of coffee with a little bit of half and half in it in my new favorite mug, which is from the Smithsonian with cherry blossoms. So we got to see cherry blossoms this year, which was super fun. Um, was that from so your yeah. vacation? <clears throat> it was. It definitely was. Yeah. No collagen and, uh, yet? No collagen. I'm still, I know, terrible. I'm, I'm trying to research <laughs> it and to make sure I find something I feel comfortable with. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's on the list of things to look into, but I haven't gotten that far. So Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? So I also have some Starbucks coffee, um, for an early morning. Um, and the Starbucks can be like really strong and really expensive. So a little tip, you buy a grande iced coffee in a venti cup, and then you have them fill it with like the milk of your choice. There you so go. A venti coffee for a grande price. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> And Dory, what's in your glass this morning? I have some water, but I also have my smoothie. So that's my go. biggest thing. This is the start of my day. So I use mm-hmm. that as my breakfast. I try to make a smoothie the night before. Um, and then I have that for my breakfast in the morning as I'm kind of getting ready and prepped for the day. I like it. What's in your smoothie this morning? So it's more of a tropical one. So it's like okay. mango and pineapple. There might be a little bit of like uh, dark berries, so like blueberries and blackberries, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do a scoop of protein, a scoop of powdered peanut butter, and then one or two scoops of chia seeds. There you go. And then either milk or water, depending on the mood that I'm in. Super, All sorts of good stuff. Good. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. I love it. So, so Dory has been on the show before and she's got so many great tips, tricks, and just a well-rounded approach to mental health that has just the little things that have helped me a lot. So we thought that we would try and get some more of that knowledge out of her brain to share with uh, any of our listeners that are interested. Now, Dory's a mental health counselor. She's licensed and uh, she works with individuals that have experienced trauma. But in addition, she also has things that she implements for herself personally. So Dory, tell us a little bit about the but versus and conversation that has helped me so much. Mm-hmm. The but versus and it's a <laughs> technique. It, it's used in a lot of different kind of modalities, but really it's kind of a communication technique overall. And it is one of my absolute favorites to implement both with my patients and um, in my own personal life and with my own self-talk. So it's something you can use literally everywhere. So the idea, the very like simplified version is instead of using but for the majority of your conversations, especially in the way that you're talking to yourself or someone else, replace that with and. So it's just a little, little trick, but as soon as you hear it, you're going to start hearing, but I mean, just constantly, you're going to see like how much you, you use it. So the idea of, but versus, and it's oftentimes whenever we're communicating with someone else or ourself in our own self-talk, every time we use, but have you ever heard that? It kind of like, 
it negates everything that you said before, right? So I worked out today, but I haven't lost any weight. It's just kind of a, a very light example. So we're highlighting ourselves for working out, which is great. And then immediately tearing ourselves down because we don't have the results that we want. So the idea of but versus and is that using that same exact sentence, whenever you incorporate the and, you have to reframe your thinking. It almost forces you to bring in like a positive um, kind of perspective. So I worked out today and I'm still working to reach my goal weight. And I'm proud of myself for being on this journey, right? Um, and I'm happy that I did something today. I got out and did something. So it's an immediate reframe. And as soon as you hear it, I mean, oh my goodness, it is going to just like, it's going to be like this like, <laughs> red kind of like flashing. Like I always call it like a taboo buzzer. That's going to start like going off every time you hear it um, because it's so helpful when you're talking to other people, same exact thing. So if I'm talking to my partner and saying, I appreciate that you took out the trash, but you didn't take it out on time. Right? Even that little thing, it's like, wait, what? It's almost like a backhanded compliment. So instead it's, I appreciate that you took out the trash and next week let's work to, I'm trying to get out a little bit earlier. Maybe we take it out the night before. It's I like that. forced reframe. I love that. I feel like uh, I will hear myself for a while and I almost won't know how to do the and like it'll be, but, uh, well, okay. My sentence stops there for right now, <laughs> you know, yeah. and really have to think about like, oh, cause you can't say, it's hard to say a really positive thing after the word, but. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you bring up a really good point. It's not going to happen overnight. Like the change doesn't happen overnight when we're trying to implement something new, right? It's hard and we're going to fumble. But I think that's where a lot of like the power comes in is when we fumble because it shows that we're actively trying to make that change. So if I'm talking to a friend and I I notice that, but it's okay to take those few seconds to say, okay, so, and I appreciate whatever it was. And this is how we should move forward. It's okay to fumble because it shows that you're trying and it shows that you're actively engaging in that changing of that kind of reframing of your communication. I I think that's the only way it works, right? Is that you are in the moment having to reframe that thinking. Because if we just wait until the end of the day when it's quiet and we're like, okay, now I'm gonna reframe how I thought earlier today. It doesn't really work that way. You have Mm -hmm. to catch it in the moment in order to make sustainable change. I do it on a regular basis. And it's something that I've been trying to implement now for a little while. And it's one of those where I still, (laughs) I go, but, oh, hold on. Sorry. I'm working on something right now and I'll explain it. (laughs) I'm working on not saying, but because, and, and then the person that I'm talking to will be like, why, why don't you say, but I'm like, well, if you say, and it forces you to rethink. And so I'm kind of problem solving with them, depending on the conversation and who I'm talking to. And, and I'm actively saying, I'm working on this. And then they're like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Tell me more. And then now we're both working like, what else could I have said in that situation? And, and then we'll kind of problem solve together. So it's almost <laughs> like this group dynamic that starts to come in. 
<laughs> I mean, again, inappropriate situations with the appropriate audience, but it's something, see, instead of, but it's something that I am working on to be able to, again, reframe how I'm approaching my thoughts towards myself and others. Mm-hmm. So, so Jess, I know you, yeah, I know you said you've kind of been working on it, you know, things like that. What have you, have you seen any change in like, have you used it with your family, your kids? Have you seen any change in their reactions or when you're trying to discuss like hard topics, you know, things like that? How have you seen it affect your life and your family's life? Yeah, I'd say with the kids, for sure. It's something that we're very, we're always trying to actively think about how they are perceiving and hearing what we're saying. Sometimes we have to say things they don't want to hear. Sometimes we have to say things when they're upset. And that's, it can escalate very quickly, especially with emotions that we're still learning how to regulate. So there's a sensitivity to, to how we're speaking in the house and that constant, that like what Dory was saying, that backhanded comment, which can be really harmful if, if you've got somebody that came up to you like, Hey, I just, I made this for you. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's great. But did you miss something on it? I mean, (laughs) ouch, that would hurt. I mean, that would, you know, no, they didn't miss anything. They're explaining to you. It's complete. They finished it. So that really, Oh, you finished it. And I love how you left the borders open. Is there a reason why you did that? Oh yeah, I didn't want a color there because, and there was a whole reason why. So not like having a thought that it was incomplete when really asking, what's the purpose of this drawing? Can you explain it to me? Then the purpose comes out and there was purpose to it. We could have maybe thought that it wasn't. So that's kind of a big part of what we've been trying to work on in our house especially with communication with kids to make sure that they feel validated and important and they have things to share and it's all good stuff. Sometimes, you know, there's behavior that you have to redirect, (laughs) but, (laughs) but celebrating the wins as much as we can is something that we are very sensitive to. Mm Yeah. So Dory, as far as the reframing, so in this month of mental health awareness, we are trying to really bring some light to how we can really walk into our day, walk into our world, walk into our interpersonal relationships with improved ability to uh, be sensitive to ourselves and others. And part of that conversation is but versus and with communication strategies. However, what are other ways that you can maybe think about that reframing a situation? It's a tough situation and um, especially let's say interpersonal relationships. We've got the negative self-talk that comes in on our end if we're not communicating effectively. And then we've got maybe defensiveness on the other side. So tactics to be able to communicate a little bit more directly uh, things like, you know, the I feel statements are really tangible things that we can hold on to, to get you out, but also not put somebody on the defensive. Are there any other strategies that you've implemented that have worked well for you? If we're talking about communication with interpersonal relationships, <clears throat> I mean, it is, it's another way that we have to reframe kind of our communication and our um, kind of speaking overall, our communication overall. 
Um, another technique that I love, love, love is the we. So just like we have and, there's we. And we, ah, oh, it just, it's an absolute game changer. Um, you can use it once again at work with kids, um, but specifically with interpersonal relationships, it is a, just, it's a godsend. So when we use we, oftentimes when we're in a conversation, especially if it's something that maybe we don't love, it's a little bit of a conflict, a little bit of an argument, just an uncomfortability in some sort of way. We often have this tendency to say you, right? I needed you to take out the trash. You didn't take out the trash. And it's just immediate kind of that. And then like this period. And what Mm -hmm. happens is when you hear that you, I always say it's like a finger pointing. When you hear you, if someone comes, I'll speak for myself. Someone comes at me is saying you didn't. It's like, I can almost like feel that finger, like pointing and my defensiveness, just like, I mean, I'm, I'm not listening to whatever that person is saying. (laughs) Nope. Nope. I'm just in protection mode. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, look, how, how am I going to protect myself and defend myself against whatever attack is coming, right? It's, it's so subtle, but absolutely, it just feels like this, this slight attack. Um, so what I use instead, instead of saying you, I often reframe to a we. And people struggle with this because they're like, but I didn't, I took the trash out. He didn't. This is a him situation. This is a you situation, right? That's fair. And what I tell people is that in that moment, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a partnership, if um, you're in a friendship, this is a we. Everything that we do is a we, right? So if we are trying to improve our communication, then we are going to have to take one for the team. We are going to have to work together. So instead of you didn't take the trash out, it's, hey, what time do you think we should take the trash out next week? And it could be a we. It could be a you know, maybe this is me saying that I should have taken the trash out, right? But what time should we take out the trash? Or, you know, if we run late to something, this is how it impacts my anxiety. Is there anything that we can do to maybe get there a little bit earlier? <laughs> Jessica, right? It's, it's very much, it's a we. So instead of saying, hey, we're late to this event because of you, right? You didn't get in the car in time. You didn't shower in time. It's what can we do to get to this event? Because this is how it's, this is how it's impacting me. Right? Can we work together to make that not happen in the future? A Perfect. we is, oh my gosh, it is so cool. You'll hear it just like the button and you'll hear the you versus we <laughs> all the time. What do you think about it? I love it. And I completely opposite example, but, or different topic, but I always, I have always said, looking at a sports team, it's always, they lost, we won. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like whenever, like you're talking about your team, I know, and I didn't notice it like in a conversation with another person as much, but definitely in teams, like, oh, they lost. Oh, but we won, you know, like, instead of like, you got to pick one side, you know, like you're either part of that team when they win and when they lose, or you're part of it when they win and lose, you know, you can't pick one or the Mm -hmm. other, but I love that. And you're almost asking for their opinion and their input. And everyone loves to give their opinion and input into something versus being defensive. Even when you said you and you're pointing with it, like instantly you want to be like, what, what did I do? No, I didn't. Like you were, you instantly, I love how you said protective mode. It's definitely a protective mode that you get into. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, uh, it's something that is, 
I feel like it makes me more intentional with my words and Mm -hmm. it's inclusive with decision-making. Anybody that is part of the decision-making is going to be much more invested in seeing it through versus that delegated, like, this is what you're going to do when you're going to do it, why you're going to do it. And I'm going to um, set these, you know, very clear boundaries and don't go out of them. And then if you mess up, it's, it's just like, it's opposite of how we're trying to parent. So in our house, this is how we try and parent with, here's the goal for the day. We always start every single day with the expectation of, so we, you know, we need to get out of the house. <laughs> there's school, there's work. Now, what's the plan in order to make that happen? And everybody can be part of that plan. Then we're not screaming and fighting about brushing teeth and everything else that needs to happen, get shoes on. It's we went through all of the steps and we all got ready together. And then we left the house together. The plan was put in place ahead of time. Where I get in trouble in the my personal life with, with kids, sometimes I'll get into a rush and there'll be something unexpected that's coming up later that I forget (laughs) to prep for, Mm -hmm. to prep the plan for. And that's when it's like, wait, we didn't talk about this. This was not the normal plan for the day. And then that's when I'm like, that's on me. I could have done a much better job at preparing for this situation by including everybody in the decision, meaning including the kids in the decision and not just throwing it on them. Now there's times, obviously, when it's time sensitive, if something happens and you just have to change the plan. Oh no, there's a hurricane coming. We have to evacuate. Oh, there's this going. We, we need to do this. There's not time to really say, oh, let's all work together and make a plan for the day. Uh, There's times where it's, there's just that, like, we've got to make a decision and go because of safety. Otherwise, that's on me to really make sure to have this conversation in advance so that everybody's part of the plan. So that as the day progresses, it's just unfolding and everybody was part of how it unfolded. And then again, big time, significantly decreased resistance for the day moving forward is what we found in, in our house, which mm-hmm. has been super helpful. <laughs> and something I was actually just talking to a colleague at work about yesterday with, uh, you know, their morning routine, getting shoes on <laughs> to get out the doors has been a very big resistance because it's a power <laughs> struggle because it's all about that power struggle and mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be a power struggle. There's ways to um, again, reframe how, how we're approaching everything. So kids work interpersonal relationships. It it's, it's a tactic and strategy that I I think works really well. I've implemented it on many, many occasions and have found it beneficial. Mm -hmm. And it can be used to be proactive, right? Like you're saying, that's the great thing about it. We can be proactive and we can avoid a lot of unnecessary conflict or really just kind of miscommunication to enter into. And it can be used when we're in conflict. And it's something that should almost especially be used when we're in conflict for in that kind of that little fight, that conflict, that argument, whatever it may be, that tension in some sort of way. It's even more important to bring in the we and the and in that moment, because then you're going to notice like an increase in your communication. So rather than just defensiveness and running in circles in that fight, that same fight, you know, that you have every other day, try these communication techniques. You'll notice that we actually get to the root. We find that understanding. 
we can actually talk about what we want to talk about rather than just talking about how angry we're feeling in that moment. Right. Right. It really gets to the depth. Well, and I loved your example, your example of the garbage, you know, like in both, in both we need to like practice and using the and, and it seems like it almost, it helps you get what you want. Cause when you're trying to talk to someone and confront someone, because there's something wrong and you start putting it on them or blaming them and they put up that wall, like you're not, you're not getting what you want or what your goal was. And now you're making them mad. So now they're not listening, you know? So it's kind of like backfiring in every way possible. Whereas using the, and, and the, we it's, they get it. They understand that the garbage was taken out too late, you know, but this is like creating a conversation and it's not making them defensive. And then that way it almost feels like it opens the lines a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It absolutely does. And it's something that you can check yourself on. You can check others on. And when Jess and I have been together, she'll say something and like, and <laughs> like you just have this subtle like this subtle and then it's that moment where once I get in that moment you can say oh okay how can I and so it's that that real-time learning that really affects that change it does it opens that communication and it avoids conflict and it handles conflict it manages conflict and you can really really grow there's so much power with family members with partners with coworkers. I mean, everything. You're absolutely right. I mean, it just, it grows. It opens that communication, which is huge. Absolutely. Also, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I just feel like in regards to that, for example, like when you use the garbage, like maybe there was something going on that you didn't know about, you know? And so if you come off accusing right away, you didn't give them an opportunity to be like, Hey, my mom called, she wasn't feeling good. I need to make sure she, you know, like just those things that come up, because then sometimes you're like, what is it called? Sticking your foot in your mouth. <laughs> and you're yes. like, oh, you know, <laughs> now I feel you're stupid or bad right. or whatever. You're absolutely right. We often see things, oh man, I can go on a whole tangent, but we won't, won't do that. That's a, another podcast <laughs> about um, kind of our precipitating factors that we have. But absolutely, right? we don't know what other people are going through. You can be married to this person. You can be friends to this person for 30 years. You don't know what happened to them that morning. You don't know what influenced their behavior, what's influencing their actions. You don't know. So for us to assume in that moment, we're probably miscommunicating. So absolutely, I think you're you're absolutely right, Dr. Bobby, that that's it opens that communication to like, oh wow, I I'm sorry, I didn't realize that your mom had called and she's not feeling well. Right? We got to yeah. that before we got to accusing. That's so mm-hmm. much better. That's so yes. much better. Mm-hmm. There's been plenty of times when I've implemented it intentionally, knowing that I was going to have to bring up something a little bit sensitive. And then something like that comes out, or even just like, it's not even anything big, but like, I realized, oh my goodness, I almost really created a situation that didn't need to be created at all. I really, because maybe there's like a really bad day has happened and there's all sorts of like negative emotions and it's just been, someone's been really beat up all day. And then here I come walking in like, all right, so why, you know, let's say it's a patient. So you didn't do your home exercise program. I can tell, oh my goodness. Right. And then all of a sudden you have this big meltdown because I'm now the third or fourth person that's attacked them that day. Mm -hmm. So that's not helpful. Right. 
in order for me to not be that person, I have to change the way I communicate. So if I can do that, then I'm going to hopefully have better relationships, not only in my personal life, but with patients as well, so that people have an environment where they're safe and they're not being attacked. The intention of the home exercise program was for me to be able to give you a way to help yourself in the moment when you're home, but me accusing you of not using the strategies isn't helpful either. So then it becomes harmful instead of helpful. So, and that's so much what, of what happens in healthcare. How many times do we walk into the doctor's office? And it's like, oh, well, if your blood pressure is too high and your weight is too high and the blah, 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 and this whole laundry list. And what are you doing about it? It's how good does that make the person feel? I mean, that that's not helpful at all be part of, include them in the conversation, in their health or in whatever's going on. And then there's probably a lot of other contributing factors that are going on. And then you can help to make some, a sustainable plan for reaching those goals instead of it being like, well, you just need to do it. You just need to take your medicine and you need to lose weight and then that's it. Well, (laughs) right. (laughs) Not that simple. So much goes into it. And then we just put that person on the shutdown. Now they're not going to be as invested. And it's just one more person that's beating them up, which isn't helpful. So we need to be part of the change. So common in healthcare. And I, I find myself all the time with my patients and I'll tell you what I've taught myself to do. Um, But so many times like people run late or no show and my schedule is really full. So like, and I'm one of the only PTs, so new patients and stuff are on mine. So if no one, so a lot of people are no showing, typically they don't get put on my schedule um, because it's taking a space. And so I remember one time I had a patient no show, no show for like a week and didn't answer calls, did nothing. And so like immediately you want to be like, okay, they're never on my schedule again, da, da, da. And they come back and this specific patient had lost one or two family members within a week. You know, they weren't, they weren't physically able to function to call to cancel their physical therapy appointment. They had much other things going on or when they're running late and you don't know why. So for me, what I do is to allow myself to release those frustrations. Cause I do think that's important for us in healthcare. When, when patients are late, it may not be their fault, but it still affects our whole day and our schedule um, is then I, in a place where the patient can't see, will let those frustrations go with like my tech or a coworker take a deep breath. And then I go present to the patient and like, try to hear the story. And I will say a good amount of time. It's not that they just didn't feel like coming in, you know, or they were just running late for no reason. Um, normally there's a reason behind it. So that way I'm not creating this bad relationship, but I still get to like, let my frustration go so I can reset myself to go and be a good therapist, Yeah, you know? Right. And it's hard because you know what that means, you know, the rest of your day is going to be more difficult. It just is. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. And it's, and so you're like, okay, but we're going to make it happen because they're here and they showed up and they made it. However, yes. <laughs> we do need to make sure that we're in the mental space to not be like, okay, fine. They're coming. Let's go. Let's get started. <laughs> like, ah, mm-hmm. ah, not helpful. <laughs> That's not going to be a beneficial day for, for us as a provider to then be present for our next patients but then also for that person meeting them where they are as well. So there's, and it's, it's just tough, but there's ways that we can be much more intentional about how we're, how we're approaching our communication. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, Dory, we really appreciate you coming on. I think these topics of the but versus and, and then the use of we are huge and could be very helpful for individuals to start to practice. It is something that requires <laughs> practice. It's yeah. not something that is, oh, you just start doing it and then it just is better. It is intentional practice and it's constant reframing of thinking and communication strategies. Mm-hmm. So that's our challenge for the week, right? So the right. challenge for the week Perfect. is to implement but versus and, and we, and see how it goes. Help have people around you help you make them aware of what you're trying to do and have them call you out in a gentle way. If you use a little bit more pointy conversation or the, the, but things like that, and then it's going to make you more aware of, Oh, I didn't realize I, wow, I do say that a lot. Oh my goodness. Okay. I could in the moment try a different strategy, use, and then what would you have said? And then it becomes easier and easier as you implement it. Mm-hmm. So that is the, uh, that's the goal for, for this coming week. And then next week, we are going to have another mental health counselor on uh, to wrap up our mental health counselor or mental health awareness month with the podcast. Her name is Melissa. So stay tuned. She's got some great stuff to share. All right, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Dory. Thank you. Bye.